0: This this is Brock and Saul. Brock Ewert and Mark Matt Marcus. Sorry about just Mike. Mike. Mike presented by Carter Volkswagen and Ballard on Seattle Sports. Powered through the Alaska Airlines
1: Studio. Where's like the puff dudes at? Now here are your hosts, Brock Ewert and Mike Saul. Well, that was a pretty insightful conversation we just had. We, uh dove deep and then maybe even a little further than we expected into the implementation and enforcement and all the little nuances behind the rule changes i think some questions are coming in that even we don't have the answers for and it just kind of went to show that raul banya yesterday who was in charge of explaining the rules he needed clarification from the higher ups in mlb so there are a lot of things that are just kind of a, a brave new world the unknown of how these will be enforced but it was a good conversation. A lot of good questions coming in and being texted to the Mac and Jack's text line. 866-979-3776. And a lot of, oh, wait, so if that happens, then what about this yeah, that you wouldn't man. even have known before? Yeah, you can go down some I mean, rabbit could for, holes. We can go for, for seven sure. hours on this, oh, I yeah. think. People would tune us out. But if you do have more questions or if you want to just have a, kind of any Mariners thought that you want to discuss uh, with Ryan Roland-Smith, or I guess myself, but, you know, Ryan's here to answer your questions. Call in. We're opening the phone lines at 930 eight six Six, six nine seven nine three seven seven six. But as we were talking about the rule changes, we didn't even really get into something I wanted to bring up with you about kind of the the bench guys, the role players, and the outer edges of this twenty six man roster. We know the starters, we, we know the guys who will be the everyday players, but there are a lot of question marks about who could be that depth, that needed depth, the Mariners, because you don't have anything behind. Eugenio Suarez at third. You don't have anything right now behind Ty France at first. And you could look around and say, well, we have a lot of guys that could fit in here. We have players that could play at one of these corner infield spots or even help out in the outfield. But you have some names and you don't really have answers. So when you look at uh, kind of, you know, maybe 21 through 26 or 22 through 26, the last maybe four or five guys on the roster, names like Sam Haggerty, Cade Marlowe, Tommy Lestella, you know, Dylan Moore even. And Evan White and Cooper Hummel. Mm-hmm. Where do these guys fit in? I just threw like every name out yeah. there at you. <laughs> but if, if you look at this and say, all right, this is where this guy might be valuable. Like, where does Sam Haggerty fit in? Is he primarily just kind of an outfield backup this year? Because we know that Dylan Moore is going to be the primary backup at second and at shortstop.
2: Yeah, I think Dylan Moore obviously has the the um, upper hand there. Because the Mariners put a lot of emphasis, value, priority on When you're talking about bench guys, utility in regards to defense, it's not a situation where you have that one speedy guy that's going to come in and be a, a base runner. There's just not a whole lot of value in that. Nothing against that for Sam Haggerty. That's his biggest asset when you're talking about what he can bring to the table. Now, he he had a nice little breakout last year. But when you're talking about versatility, that's a situation where, and we've seen this last couple of years, and it's worked out where you can have a Dylan Moore, for example, who can play multiple positions. If, you can, if you're at Mariners camp and you can go, get yourself, go to the Rawlings rep and say, hey, give me that um, shortstop glove, give me that infielder's glove here are an outfielder, go do it. And then go get with Perry Hill at 6 a.m. for early work because that's, that versatility is going to be the thing that's going to win you that, that spot on the bench.
1: So Sam Haggerty, we know he'll be on the team. I mean, that's not a guy. He, he, I think he established himself enough pending his health that he will be there. But what about someone like Cooper Hummel? This was a name that when he was traded for, I think you were you were on the show, right? It was uh, you, me, and Shannon, and that trade happened. Kyle Lewis got traded for like Cooper Hummel. Okay, well let's let's learn some more about him and uh, Jerry Depoto. Kind of talked about. We'll we'll get into this a little bit too right now about where he could play because he was listed as an outfielder, and then when they traded for him, uh, Jerry and Justin mentioned that he could play catcher and. There are some question marks about catching because, you know, you had Tom Murphy get injured last yeah. year. You desperately needed a backup catcher and they carried three for a while. So you don't have Luis Trenz anymore. So Cooper Hummel, does he make the team or not? And Jerry weighed in on that in his conversation with Mike Salk.
0: No, you know, the, the catcher part of that is really where he gets intriguing. He's he's always been a catcher dating back to his, his you know little league high school days. He hasn't had a ton of exposure uh, at, at the the professional levels to catching over the last three years until last year when in emergency he was thrown back into you know a catching i, I guess role with the Diamondbacks without having had many reps in the previous two seasons spending most of his time in the outfield and yeah it's, it's a hard place to get thrown back in as a major league staff you know trying to compete but uh, we love his offensive skill set we we really do value the things he brings to the table and you know he went to the fall league this year and focused exclusively on catching after you know going through last season with with Arizona as a an emergency fill and I, I think we saw things that we liked and we're going to see where he is this spring there is a path to him being on our club and
1: so when we get closer to the actual start of the season, and I mean things might sort themselves out before then, but assuming that Cooper Hummel is in camp, kind of a quick overview of the numbers. Do you see an immediate role to him being part of this team when they when they break camp? No, I, I see him going
2: to AAA. But again, that's just the way it's kind of laid out right now at the end of February. He does a couple things. Number one, you, obviously you need catching depth. You mentioned Tom Murphy get hurt last year. I see Tom Murphy, and even we talked to Joe Fan about this, being being the backup. I think that's a really solid role for him, for Tom Murphy. And what I, what I mean by that is this. He came out last year, if you remember, going back to 2021, excuse me, 2019, all of a sudden he put up some good numbers. I mean, he was doing cartwheels in the dugout, big smile on his face. He's getting a ton of reps behind the plate. He looked good, right? And all of a sudden, then you get into 2020, obviously the COVID year, uh, he's injured in 2021. He, they've basically said to him, "You are our everyday catcher." Now, I'm look. I've had, I've spoke to Tom Murphy a bunch. He's a hardworking dude, but he needs some competition. So Hummel in this, he does a couple things. Number one, the depth. Number two, he's going to push Tom Murphy to leave camp, hungry and ready to roll. Because there's, I, I, you cannot put this on paper. But when you are just basically told, listen, you're going to be the whatever, this is your role on the team. You can go into the season kind of easing into some of these reps. You don't go into camp every single day. You lose a little bit of that hunger. And you saw him in 2021, man. He was depressed. I remember talking to him. He wasn't the same dude. Last year he came out, he looked good, man, because he had to prove himself all over, all over again. So, I mean, he was hitting 300. I know it was only 30 at-bats. He looked really good. Then he obviously had the dislocated shoulder. But the other, the other part of this as well, it's not a situation where the Mariners have said, listen, Tom, this is, you're the guy because he's coming. He missed pretty much all of last year. He still has to prove himself. But in regards to Hummel, and I know you, you, you attach his name to Kyle Lewis. So you think it's a significant trade. Let's, let's just touch on where, where Hummel was kind of a throw in when, in regards to the trade. What I mean by that is Kyle Lewis, they were going to non-tender him. So he was arbitration eligible. They're going to non-tender him. So they looked at this and said, okay, does anyone want him? Because we're going to non-tender him anyway. Uh, We don't want to give him up for nothing. Let's just grab whatever we can get. And that's what the D-backs gave the Mariners. So it's not a situation where it's like, oh, this is a big trade. This is significant. I think he goes to AAA, does his thing. Someone gets injured, up he comes. All right. I'm going to put you
1: on the spot. Quick answer from you here before we head to the break. (laughs) What are you trying to tell me? No, no, I'm gonna. Uh, you know, I'm trying to tell you that you have some long answers sometimes, which is good in the in I the do. format of a four-hour talk radio show. But when we have to hit a break, maybe not as good. All right, quick answer here from you. Yeah, Evan White is he on the opening day roster? No, okay. He guys a AAA
2: has to prove himself. Then he has to prove himself in the big leagues. To be a guy, to be the same guy that they com- committed to for multi-years, a couple years back.
1: Yeah. All right. Cool. That was there good. Go. I like it.
2: Very concise. <laughs> that latte must be wearing off.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. All yeah. right. We will uh, get into more about the Mariners because the first lineup is out of the, the season of spring training. First spring training game coming up this afternoon. And the first lineup is out. That's coming up in What You Need to Know. It's Mike Lefko and Ryan Roland-Smith in here with you on the Brock and Salk Show. You're listening to it on Seattle Sports on 710 and the Seattle Sports
0: app need to know 15 minutes past every hour with brock and salk here's what you need to know
1: up first well, there are two former Seahawks that just seem to captivate fans around here, and, and for good reason, and they're both kind of in the news today. Bobby Wagner, officially a free agent. Well, he will be on March 15th because uh, some news broke yesterday from multiple NFL reporters that the Rams will part ways with Wagner after the first season of what was initially a five-year, $50 million deal, so Bobby Wagner will become a free agent once the league year begins on March 15th. And then something we saw this morning, Ryan, that A lot of people were concerned about. They wanted us to to bring up. They think it's a big deal. And you can weigh on this. Maybe it is a big deal that there's a a big story out from The Athletic, a lot of anonymous sources. But it says that Russell Wilson asked for Pete Carroll and John Schneider to be fired. Yeah. And to that, I say, well, okay. obviously, the relationship wasn't good. He was traded. So to me, that's not as surprising, I guess, to see it in there in print. Maybe it is a little shocking. But is that much of a surprise considering we know the relationship deteriorated he was traded away and i think i mean you kind of had a, a thought on that yeah a,
2: i mean you guys dynamic, you yeah. guys have covered this at, you know all different ways in regards to how this this thing played out you, know, you go back what roughly a year ago but i think when you look at those words the way it's worded, it's like i it, it kind of reads like he walked in demanded they yeah. be fired but in essence, when you look at it, it's kind of like he gave them an ultimatum. He gave the, the ownership groups an ultimatum saying it's me either me or it's whatever you have right now. So, it's basically the same thing. But So, this is not anything really new. You guys have covered it a ton. But, you know, when you see it worded like that,
1: and then Russell Wilson decides to go out and, and tweet about it as well. So, obviously, it's... it's yeah, okay. so I guess there is some play to it. Yeah, that was... By tweeting about it, he almost led credence to the fact that he did go say something. Yeah, exactly. If it wasn't true, and he wouldn't have said anything. Yeah, so. e- exactly.
2: And I think yeah. that he's not. It's he's in a position right now. He's coming off a, a bad year. The Broncos were not good this year whatsoever. The, the Seahawks uh, parted ways with Russell Wilson, and then they made the playoffs. So that, he's he's in a bad spot. And then when you go out and tweet something like that, and the tweet he wrote, and again we go back to the wording of it. If it's doesn't matter how it's worded. If you walked in and said, listen, it's either I stick around if you make this decision. However you do it, just don't don't make stuff up on a tweet. <laughs> because not for the fans' uh, standpoint, but for the people who are involved, who are in that room, who, aren- who know what's going on, mm. it's never good. That gets around the league. The same thing happens in baseball all the time. You say something or you do something and then you say something completely different, word spreads around the league. Look
1: at that. Versatile sports analysis, football go. and baseball from Ryan Rowland-Smith.
0: Here's the second thing you need to know.
1: A lot of Mariners things happening today and yesterday. The M signed Cole Calhoun to a minor league deal so he can no longer hurt them. The Mariners <laughs> menace with the Angels and the Rangers. He is part of the Mariners minor league system. They also announced that opening day Thursday, March 30th against the Guardians is sold out. But coming up in just a few short hours, Mariners spring training. You can tune in at noon to Seattle Sports to hear that game. First pitch at 1210. So Bump and Stacy will have a shorter show, 10 to 12. And then the Mariners' spring training opener against the Padres. The starting lineup is out. Ryan, we see that uh, Colton Wong's batting first and Julio's batting second. Do you think that's how it'll likely end up as the spring training progresses, as the season goes? Or is Julio uh, more of your usual leadoff man?
2: Well, first of all, February 24th, first game of spring training, oozing with optimism and for a good reason. But you love to dive into the minute you
1: see that yeah, first with overreactions. Yeah, why not? You, you love to overreact. Five weeks before opening I, day, I, I
2: love seeing Julio Rodriguez as a leadoff hitter. I, I love it. I think it worked out really well last year. I kind of understood why they did it last year, the kind of player he was. And, you know, like the power numbers weren't there early, so he was running a little bit more. I say this. If he is going to run as much as he did early on in the year last year, if the Mariners don't decide to shut him down and just turn him into a, just a power
1: threat. Okay, drop him down the lineup. But if he's going to be that same dynamic player we saw last year, keep him at the top of the lineup. Hey, speaking of good hitters at the top of the lineup, the Padres lineup is out. Xander Bogarts leading yeah. off. Xander Bogarts, Manny Machado, Juan Soto, and Nelly Nelson wow. Cruz. How wow. about wow. Robbie Ray facing that to start uh, spring training? I got to say, you, you know, you talked about that. You
2: know, the Padres and the Mariners share that facility for years. You're always like, oh yeah, the Padres. I might see one guy. It's different now, man. Fa- Did you see their fan fest back? Yeah. In, I think it was in January. There was lines
1: out <laughs> the door Insane. to get into Good that park. That. They were just spread around all of San Diego, and of course, the shots of San Diego it was beautiful weather. It was sunny. It was probably seventy degrees, and it's going to yeah. be a lot of fun in San Diego. That's a different. That's a different Padre look. That is for sure. Yeah.
0: Here's the third thing
1: you need to, to know. To- well, that's why they're the hated rivals of the Mariners. No, we joke right. because they share a spring training complex and there really was no particular affinity one way or the other, but yes, they, they, the Padres they, they were always
2: paired up. Remember when they're Italy always paired up. wasn't yeah. a big deal. They're like, uh, Padres uh, and <laughs> uh, Mariners. Yeah. You guys share a spring training complex. So yeah, no natural rival for yeah, the no, Mariners. It's so. the Mets, Yankees.
1: It's the, you know, the Cubs, White Sox. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Uh Padres, yeah, go <laughs> ahead and take on Seattle. Yeah. Well,
1: go. yeah, it was a big night of uh, sports in Seattle last night. You had the XFL home opener of the Sea Dragons. You also had one of the biggest home games of the season for the Kraken. They were hosting the best team in the league, the Bruins. Kraken were up for most of this game, went back and forth, then they led 5-4 to four in the third period, but two goals, I think, right as Ryan Rollinsmith started watching by the Bruins in the span of four minutes uh, gave Boston the win there. So uh, very competitive, very entertaining game, but the crack and fall 6-5 to five to the Bruins.
2: Well, I didn't want to try out my huge, giant Starbucks cup, which you got my order correct. We went over I it did. on the phone last night. Yep. We're going over the show, the big... The, the, the most important thing was the coffee order, and you, and you nailed it. But can you, you said, say hey, it
1: again for people who didn't hear? Because okay. we said it at uh, six
2: a.m., so a lot of people are still sleeping. Well, uh, they're uh, just tuning in my now. back, by the way. People had my back and said, "You know, that's not that big." What of did a deal. you order? A quad shot latte with whole milk.
1: That's not that bad. Right? Venti quad shot latte. Uh, uh, the way more, you just rattled it off. What's like the that. drink
2: on? Um, Venti is the
3: size? You're like no, hung up it's on a big because
1: it's, he needs that big coffee. He needs two extra shots of espresso. He's getting
2: more hung up on this. More so than when I call the pickleball paddle a racket, he gets so upset.
1: I love it. But you acted, you, you you jumped all over me. But I did turn it on back to more. No, it's more of reputation because you're a no-frills guy. And you're a guy that just seems, you know, salt of the earth, like, give me a black oh, coffee. it's because it's not on brand. Yeah. What you're that, saying it's right. not the, I it's, see. It's, it's not the order it's not like itself. You for, like, Thank you, Maura. Exactly. That's, that's yeah, well, fancy. That's fancy for you. Know, you. <laughs> you
2: understand, people ask for a certain temperature. I've been behind people. I'm just like... Bro, listen, man, <laughs> just just let them set the temp. Like everyone else, it's whatever. The, whatever. We're not adjusting temperatures. That's going to make me wait longer at the airport right yeah. now. Let's go, Mike. Come on, you, you got to give me some cut me some slack. We're talking some heavy duty four shots, right? That that's a no frills type thing, right? Four shots of that's espresso. That's heavy duty. That's that is, and a little bit of milk. It kind of sounds whole milk, like- not not oat. Oh, goat no. milk or anything, <laughs> no. right?
1: Do you get the uh, like when you go to a gas station on a long drive? Do you get the ones with like skulls and like big flames? The are you, are caffeine you talking drinks? like energy drinks? No, oh,
2: man. I gotta say, there is one energy drink I drink. The rest make me jittery. I'm a, more of a coffee guy. The All In, which is from Seattle. Oh yeah, uh-huh. All In's really good. Really good. They don't make me jittery. The ones at the gas station, I, I, I just can't do it. <laughs> I, I do. I do get regular gas station coffee from okay. here and there. Good. But if I do see a boutique uh, coffee house. Right, espresso.
1: Where I'll, I'll drop a $10 on a 12-ounce on a latte. Hey, we found, sure. we found your guilty pleasure, what you spend on. That's good. Yes. That is your guilty pleasure spending spree. You, Come on, you, you guys get know. you coffee, left, No, but this is, again, it's oh, the oh, reputation. because. <laughs> what are you Ryan drinking over, over there? I Smith... see some whipped cream over there. What are you talking about? I have no coffee whatsoever over here. <laughs> you, had, you had a coffee Wait, you it was, uh, tell us your order. It now. was an iced coffee. That's it? It's yeah. just called iced coffee? With ice, with half and half. A little half and half. What? Okay. Yeah. So how many, how many pumps?
3: espresso and milk and, and iced
1: The fact, you know, he, I mean, he called it a quad it's shot not... latte. Like, that was his jam. Like, he's been doing that for years. And this is a man. We got to get to a break. So, come, come on. You're, on you're, you're the producers. You know we have to get to a break. This is a man that has no frills that you find inventive ways to save money. Yeah, I'll and drive that's really to expensive. And
2: fly because it's cheaper. Fair enough. There you go. I will not go. F- I will save the money because and we get reimbursed. We get reimbursed for a business class ticket. <laughs> I'll fly economy and just cash in the dollars. Nice. Fair enough.
1: <laughs> Why wouldn't you? So right. So knowing all that, is it not surprising that he gets all of that in his coffee? Because the size is more expensive. Oh, the extra enough. shots it's more expensive. No, no. The size and the extra uh, shots more expensive. I am. I am
2: kind of like a little bit. Picky on the on yeah. the lattes. I, I'm a bit of a snob on on the. Uh, okay. I do have my. I had, I will drive an extra twenty minutes to go to certain coffee shops here in the area.
1: Okay, no, that's fine. We found your vice. That's good. Go. I'm so glad we found if he's
3: that. Spending that on it, he might not pay you for it.
1: That's true. You got a free one I still one owe today. you the mid-mo. That's right. I still haven't done that <laughs> oh, yet. Oh, yeah. Oh, surprise. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. That's they're why you ordered it. Can I pay you back? Yeah, that, exactly. That's why you ordered it. All right. We are delaying uh, the people from what they want. They want to talk to you, I think. They want to talk to you about your coffee order, maybe some baseball. So we're going to open up the phone lines if you have any questions about those rules we talked about uh, at 830 onward, kind of the nuances of the enforcement, the implementation, or just uh, what you want to see out of the Mariners here as they begin their spring training schedule. 866 979 377 6 on the Mac and Jack's text line and call in phone lines are open. We'll get to that next here on the Brock and Salk show. Mike Lefko and the fancy coffee man himself, Ryan Rollins Smith back after
0: this. You're listening to Brock and Salk
1: powered through the Alaska Airlines studio. On Seattle
0: sports and the Seattle sports app.
1: The questions are rolling in primarily uh, about coffee and people. Saying that that's nothing. They're taking your side. It's okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm
2: getting I'm getting tested here too with my coffee knowledge. And by the way, I will say this real quick. I don't want to. I know we've got a lot to get to. Yeah, here. we got some callers. They want to talk. So I am a certified barista, by the way.
1: What? I did. I got my, I got Wait, my certification. So, we, we learned uh, a The Sandhill, be- the Sand King, <laughs> the Sand Warrior. Sandhill Warrior. Sand Warrior. Now you're a certified barista? I did
2: around Christmas time. I was back in Australia. My sister, <laughs> uh, my wife Amanda, myself, we went and got our barista certification. I didn't
3: know that. See, I actually need that because when I worked at restaurants, uh, sometimes people would order fancy coffee drinks and you'd have to make them. Oh, I can't
1: do uh, a cappuccino. Oh, like, I can't yeah. get
3: the foam. My cappuccinos just look like lattes. I can't right. get that foam. I don't know
2: how to Man. Read. Yeah, it's, uh, mind you, this is, I probably have to re up. I probably have to go and. Are you
1: also ordained? <laughs> and what other certifications does D Oh, uh, man. We're learning
3: that you're the, like, Doseki's most interesting. <laughs> yeah.
1: in <the> world. <laughs> That's true. uh, Did you climb Mount Rainier last weekend? (laughs) Hey, maybe this is our rank, the five most interesting things about Ryan Rollinsmith. That's coming up at 945. This hour is brought to you by 3010 Weight Loss for Life. We are taking your calls. The phone lines are open at 866-979-3776 about baseball, about, I don't know, anything you might have for Ryan Rollinsmith. But if there is a question you have about this Mariners team, one unknown you might have going into this season, we'll take those as well. And we'll start with uh, Haddon out in Lacey. Uh, Haddon, you're on here with uh, Mike and Ryan Roland-Smith, uh, what do you have to uh, chime in on today? Hi, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, no problem. So my question is regarding the Mariners bullpen. So I think they're probably going to either keep seven or eight guys on the spot. Uh, so we've got five guys that are obvious locks. Munoz, Seawall, Castillo, Brash, and for your uh, Pitching depth. So who do you think are going to get those last two or three spots? Because I'm thinking it's either Gott, Sadler, Murphy and Festa, Barroa, Miller, and Topa. So out of those guys, which three do you think are going to be making those last two or three spots? Yeah. You want to start with that? Good question. Haddon uh, appreciate the call there. And that was something we, uh, we, we talked about earlier in the show. There's a lot of uncertainty. Yeah, yeah there is. that's a great, great, great problem to have. And, you know, a great question posed there when you can rattle off all those names and not really know early on right now, Are there guys that jump out to you that could be a favorite to get those final positions?
2: Yeah, I mean, there there is always going to be, and even in April and May, there's still going to be that competition when you don't just see it because obviously you see the guys who are active. So I think a lot of the names that that were rattled off then uh, will will play some sort of significant role. But like, for example, Casey Sadler is an interesting one, right? Because coming back from not elbow surgery, but shoulder surgery. You really have to figure out what do you have. His outings are going to be massive when you're talking about, you know, f- f- shaping out that that the front end of that bullpen, the, the guys who aren't going to be in those key seven eight nine roles. You have to figure out what you have. So there's a ton of competition. There's another kid, Riley O'Brien, who stuff-wise off the charts. If he can prove he can throw strikes, he's going to be a factor. And I'm not just talking about just spring training. I'm talking about into April, into May as well. So some of these, guys, I say this all the time, you know, who's going to get those last spots? I, I, you can't quite, you know, pick it right now, but the names, a lot of the names you mentioned, uh, it, it's going to be, it's going to be a revolving door. It always is, and they're all going to play play a role. But I, I'm glad you brought up Sadler, though. I'm glad you brought up Casey Sadler. Yeah, that's because hmm. remember how good he was a couple of years ago, obviously injuries. Man, if he's healthy, he's going he's gonna to be, you know, you mentioned that back end. You're talking about Munoz and, and mm-hmm. Seawalt. He's going to be right in the thick of that.
1: It is insane to think that after 2021, Casey Sadler had emerged as probably your best option. The most shut down I'm not concerned this guy is on the mound because he had that uh, club record streak, 29 straight appearances, which technically still is going on, uh, 27 and two-thirds innings without allowing a run. And then you hear early on in 2022 spring training, oh, Sadler's going to be out for the season. Uh Well, what's happening here? He's a key part of the bullpen. You had Seawald and and Sadler in 2021. That was why the bullpen was so good primarily. Well, what happens now? He's not even a key part of guys we're talking about. He's back. He's on a minor league deal. But if you could get something from him, a guy that was such a key part in 2021 that wasn't even needed last year, man, this bullpen's going to take another step. so, So to
2: answer that question, really, the bullpen is so tricky. And you have to wait. Like, for example, the coaching staff and the front office will have a whiteboard in their office with all those names that were mentioned. And then they, it's just like a little mm-hmm. jigsaw puzzle. They put them all together. A lot is determined on what does Casey Sadler look like early? Is he healthy, et cetera? All these factors that go into it for sure.
1: Yeah. So we are taking your calls here 866 979 3776. Taking texts as well because the, people love this. People are fascinated by this. 360 said, Did you play rugby? Did you like sevens or 15 aside?
2: All right. There so
1: gearing up for the answer. <laughs> Hey, right, do you guys have 25 minutes? So.
2: No, 15. I, I, okay, I played rugby league when I was a kid. And I've got to say, I you mentioned my dad early on, on the show, the Sandhill Warrior. Now, he was heavily, he was a strength coach for a professional team. So I was there with my track suit on the sidelines, you know, loving it when I was a little kid. I've got to say, I, I, it was too hard for me. <laughs> what
3: position were you
2: What's that? What position did you? Find? I was a front rower. Okay. Yeah, b- big kid. I played up a couple of age groups, you know, because I was just, I was a bigger <laughs> kid, you know, kind of, you know, just throwing my weight around <laughs> on the little field. On the little, like, it's kind of like, you know, like a little modified field, you know, probably, I'm probably the same as like little kids, football over here. Yeah. I used to just run through people. You should have seen me <laughs> until I, but then all of a sudden I found baseball and that was it. But I will say this when I was a high school kid, I was, I had to go to like this high-level training and stuff for baseball. I had to drive two hours there, two hours back, et cetera. So on the school team, peer pressure made me play again. My friend's like, if you don't play rugby, you are soft. Baseball Ooh, is soft, et cetera, wow. et cetera. So I'd sneak out. I wouldn't even tell my mom. I'd borrow equipment from my friends, sneak out, and I'd play on the, on the high school team. What
1: about that? Okay, so if your dad was the Sandhill Warrior, did you have a little like a little kid nickname? You know how like you're referred to some kid. <laughs> you know they refer to people as like, oh, he's the little one or the junior or some kind of smaller yeah, variation. Were you, were you the Sandhill
3: product of Sandhill Warrior? <laughs> were you like no.
1: t- Tiny Mound Ryan or something? Or what's smaller than a hill? I, I had nothing.
2: I, I had nothing. Huh. Nothing
1: were, I can think of. Were you of good both. at
2: every sport too? Were you no, one of those kids? No, that just- but I wasn't even good that good at baseball. To be honest with you, and wow. this is growing up in Australia too. Tell me right now yeah I, tell, I seriously yeah anyway but Wait,
3: I, what about surfing
2: I, well oh, yeah, he's great at surfing right i was a good little surfer yeah when okay. i was a kid everyone surfs in australia that's the thing there, by the way more there was some ridiculously good surfers kids i knew so it depends on the on how you sort of compare it like really really good you Never know. stung by a oh, jellyfish okay uh blue bottles no jellyfish though <laughs> no you know look at google blue bottle <laughs> all
1: right we're getting off track they sting you oh yeah
3: well, we're just taking calls right now, so yeah. I mean, okay. people, people just—I think people just want to ask you questions. Yeah, yeah.
1: someone says I'm so long-winded. That's why the show is running late. Long-winded. <laughs> <laughs> you not heard right? We're both long-winded. It's perfect e- for radio. Everyone wants to talk about snakes, spiders,
2: and and box jellyfish, etc. One of the biggest critters in Australia. When you go to the beach in the middle of summer, the northeast wind blows in, makes the surf go onshore. That it's never good in the afternoon. If you want to go surfing in the summer in Australia, go in the mor- have to go when the sun comes up before the wind gets into it, etc. Blue bottles. When that nor'easter comes in, it blows in all the what they're called blue bottles. If you Google them, they're these like little jelly, like fat little, like full of air thing, like air pocket things, with a stinger on the back.
3: Well, they're kind of pretty.
2: Yeah. Well, you can't see them. Oh man, and they're not deadly that man they are a nuisance you get stung by them your days
1: ruins all right 8669793776 uh, yeah we're taking your calls uh, about an uncertainty what's your biggest question mark for the Mariners heading into 2023 what would make you optimistic about season or uh, about some of the rule changes we talked about and i think uh, will in montana wants to talk about that uh, will how's it going today
0: hey doing good how are you guys doing well
1: yeah doing well. what do you what do you want to talk about today with these uh, with these rule changes
0: I just want to know what your opinion is. I'm more of a traditionalist. I like to see the game stay the same. Um, I don't like all the changes. I just want to know what your opinion is on that.
1: Sure. Well, appreciate the call, Will. Um, you know, Do you have one in particular that you are worried about or concerned about? I mean, the pitch clock, in theory, will be great. It will speed up the game. It will keep it on a pace. I get concerned about the implementation and the enforcement of how umpires are going to be right. saying that's a violation. You know, that's well, If they're going to be really strict... Or if it fluctuates, that could be the concern from game to game. If you don't have that consistent enforcement of all right, this maybe half second or second, well that gets a that's a violation. Down, that's a ball to the to right. the batter. Yeah. that varies a lot, that's what concerns me. Otherwise, I mean the pitch clock will be great. The, the shift ban, it will add offense back to the game. But it's just how these get enforced is what a little curiosity to me early on.
2: So I'm with Will in 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 the sense of I like the the circa 1980 1990 version of baseball. So I get it. The pitch clock you're going to look at it, you're going to see it. it's going to be in your face. It's going to be a little bit frustrating, especially if you are if you do like the older version of the game. But the 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 rule that is going to for for folks like will who do like the more traditional style of the game, the shift ban, you're going to love it. There's going to be more. I've, I've talked to so many executives around the game, coaches, and they understand that analytics is going to change. And I'm not a, again, analytics is just part of the game. I know it has ruined talking about the, the contact rate, and et cetera, and, and losing some of the tradition of the game. I don't like new rules and regulations, but the fact that the shift is being. I hate using this word too, band. Basically, having the field is where they're supposed to set up, like you used to watch back in the 80s and
1: 90s. <laughs> there you go. That is old school. Like they're supposed to be playing. I don't <laughs> right, like this right. newfangled guy in the outfield. But I,
2: I think Will's really going to like that. And so, if you yeah. do like the older version of the game, you, well, so you, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah
1: you, Instead of being worried. Yeah.
2: So, if you look at this and say, you know what, these rules are going to drive me nuts. Check that out because I'm telling you right now, all of a sudden, the value of balls in play, grabbing that extra bag, stealing bases. And uh, making contact as opposed to just straight exit velo swinging out of your shoes is going to come back. There's going to be more value in that. It's going to change analytics back to what it was mid-90s. Look, Mike, do you remember – and, again, I grew up in the 90s, right? So uh, I remember that fast dude would get – don't you dare smoke over there. That, that fast. No, guy, I did too.
1: Oh, you were playing. I was younger. Okay. I was yeah. like, well, what do
2: you think I no, am? Yeah. You, you're you're <laughs> laughing at me. But the, you know, let, let's say like a Ricky Henderson. All of a sudden the camera angle changes because you're watching yeah. him at first base. Now you're watching because you've got two thing, two elements you got to watch. It makes it lean in, right? It makes you want to lean in. So I like that part of the game. I think that the shift is going to help that.
1: I like all of these. I just have the hesitation of the short-term acclimation, the learning curve and the yeah. slow slog that's going to happen. Maybe today. I mean, the Mariners have their first spring training game today uh, at noon. First pitch is at 1210. Someone texted in, yes, you can hear it here on the radio and on our stream and on our app, so you can tune in anywhere to hear it. But today – the first time you're playing in a real game setting against another team, how it might drag on as everyone adapts to this.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think that it's going to be well. First of all, you're going to see some different scenarios that are going to be distracting and and lose some of that feel of just you know traditional you know baseball back in the day. But again, I look. I'm not going to lie. I have a better attention span than most. Yeah. younger generations. No offense. <laughs> But I, want, I want the game sped up. I want the, not sped up. I, it's not about the game being three hours or two hours. I
1: want the, just the the, the constant, yeah. the crisp, crispness of it that you used to have back in the day. That's a good point. I think that's a big misconception when people say, well, why do you care about how fast or slow a game moves? I mean, if it's, you go to baseball, you know, it's fine if it takes three and a half, four hours. No, 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 because then it's poorly played sometimes. You can still have a game that takes a long time under these new rules if there's a lot of offense, if there's a dramatic scenario, if the game goes to extras. No one's complaining about the actual length of the game. This will shorten it because it eliminates all right. the extraneous wasting time things that happen that take away from the action we're trying to see.
2: And let's not, let's not forget, too, when you watch a game, let's say so you Red Sox-Yankees. I was in camp with the Red Sox in 2013. They work on stalling pitches out. The offensive side of the of the roster in spring training, they tell them part of their philosophy: slow, slow, slow. So that eliminates that too. When you watch a team two teams that are you know intentionally slow, man, four hours. I don't want to sit. I don't want to sit and watch the dude do his routine. 20 feet from
1: the batter's box
2: you know what the game can be four hours but if there's pitch pitch yep. pitch pitch i'm all in okay. uh,
1: well, we uh we appreciate the calls maybe we are a little long-winded 425 was right we didn't get to too many Wait, of them a, but uh, a question about yeah. the rule changes I, we we're gonna bring this up before uh for the bigger bases. for a pitcher who gets stolen on a lot or gets run on a lot is this a concern to try to speed up anything to go to the to the play with
2: yeah it, well first of all if you get stolen a lot especially in twenty twenty three. Well, no. I mean, you need to clean it up yeah. like big time mm-hmm. because, especially if you're in the bullpen as well. Like I remember, in, in I got really slow. Two thousand nine, I got way slower to the plate, and they said, "Man, you need, you need to clean it up. Let's go." And so, spring training, early work, you're out yeah. there and you're working on getting that that time to the plate way faster.
1: Yeah, that's right, like well, one thing I'm really excited. I don't know exactly bases. what we're gonna rank, but uh, all right, let's rank some stuff.
0: Let's do it. Got a list. Time to put it in order. Fred Dwoemfors' house. Top five, top five meals that I have ever had. This is ranked. To be honest, their list was really biased. Brought to you by Carter Volkswagen. Every morning at nine forty-five on Brock and Salk. Yeah, top ten list. I'm not buying that. Ranked. All right, quick
1: backstory, Ryan. Usually, this is Mora's favorite segment of the show every day because Justin and uh, Salk they just kind of talk on and on about these random songs, and they use it as excuse to play their. Yeah. Yeah, favorite music.
0: I've missed it over the last so week. So
1: we're not doing that today, Wait, so but I'm sorry answer, you missed that, Justin. So no, answer
3: this question for me. If if you ask someone, because you guys have been talking about coffee so much this morning, yep. to rank their favorite kinds of like coffee that you could order, they say latte, cappuccino, whatever, and they just literally listed every single thing that you could ever order, would that be a ranking or is that a list?
2: Well, it depends. Usually, I, I would say... <laughs> you know, I would say... A list, I guess. It Depends.
1: But, but,
3: that's what Justin and Salk do every day. Know, we segment. we
1: eventually come out with the top five, just because we just want to get things out of the way, After, make sure everybody feels right. seen and heard. That 25 we got there. Twenty five
3: honorable mentions. Yeah, they give you their top five in like the last two minutes I, of the segment. Well, that's yeah, what we're yeah. getting
1: close to. So we got to right. figure out your top five. I okay, am long winded. I am long winded.
2: <laughs> we know that, and I do. I am the king of honorable mentions. Yes. <laughs> like I, I am the. So I'm not going to oh, say no, I'm not going to knock, knock that side. at all. all right,
1: you're going to have to have him back on when Salk is back and here and you guys are actually ranking things. So they'll have you on. for Let,
2: that. Let's real quick from a player's point of view. Are we doing the top five rankings? What, yeah. Of let's what do though?
1: What did you want to rank? like? Let's talk or... about
2: now. Let's talk about spring training moments as a player. Okay. This Perfect. is what happens. Yeah. Whether you're a rookie or whether you're a established big leaguer, All right, I'm going to give the, the my top five uh, moments of spring training. Because spring training is an interesting time. It's very. It's. It's. When I say interesting, it's good. It's bad. It gets long winded sometimes. I will say this. All right, so starting off at fifth, and you can give some honorable mentions here, too, if you want. Uh,
1: in, 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 or you can, Mike, you can. Do you have any honorable mentions first? You usually do those first.
2: No, I'm, I'm going to try and stick, because I've, I've got nothing written stick in front of me. me. I'm going to you five, script, yeah. I'm give you five moments. Okay. All right,
1: so the first one. So that'd be number five.
2: Yeah, okay. The, 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 the getting done with your physical, right? Now, we used to have to do these fitness tests. I used to get so nervous. I'm like, oh, man, just get through this. Because it was, number one, you don't want to see the doctor. And, and yeah, anyone who's done it physically, like, you know, it's a little anxious as it is. But then we have these fitness tests. I'm like, I've been working hard. But I'm dealing with some jet lag. I want to show up. I'm like, oh, I'm kind of, if someone says to me, did you put on some weight? <laughs> like, uh-huh. oh, no. Yeah. So all of a sudden, you, like, back in the day, I don't know if they're still doing it. We used to do, like, the VO2 max. We used to do the the six-and-a-half-minute mile. It, it was, you know, so that's... Not, that's moment number five you want to get through this sounds like when
1: you're you guys probably didn't have this you didn't grow i didn't even think about it the presidential fitness test oh, yeah. as a kid did that we remember doing those through we, school wait, i wait, always wait. failed the freaking flexibility <laughs> dominated every down, other one really? and they're like be flexible i'm like no you i reach can't down on the reach. box yeah. yeah i couldn't slide my pringle fingers all the way down like Laura, you, <laughs> you couldn't get through that that's probably why you just ended up playing pickleball <laughs> not tennis uh, <laughs> i played tennis my whole life
2: that's my sport well you couldn't get through that that Flexibility test. There's no way you can compete on the on the real court. Yeah. Right? Physical is number five. Yeah. All right, so that's number getting through number five. Number number four, I'll say that first bullpen, right? Mm. Because you've had some coach in your ear, whether it be the end of the season or coming into this camp. into, into camp, you've got the front office behind you. You're like, oh man, just that first bullpen you get out there and, and again the, the air is different it's drier you throw those pitches and like oh how's that cut fastball working and then you're like Ugh, it's pretty brutal it's <laughs> you know, <that's laughs> so you just want to get through that where you and the pigeon coach are on the same page and you can start to work through because there is times where they want you to work on something or hey did you work on this drill or that drill and you're like yeah I just didn't or it or just Whatever, it's not working out. You want to get through that first bullpen session, right? Yeah. So the physical, That's number good. five, the bullpen session. Number three, I'd say that first outing, man. Oh, man. Like, woo, facing hitters for the first time when there's fans there. You lose sleep. I'm talking about the lose sleep moments of, of, mm. of um, spring training. Lose a bit of sleep. You get out. You just get out of the way. The first inning, first two innings, and you drop the old to the reporters. Oh, I was just getting my work in. <laughs> just gave up a six spot. We're all good. I was just getting yeah. my work in. I'm okay. Not worried.
1: <laughs> what would you have done? I think I saw this text come in. I-, I missed it at the time. What would you have done if you would have seen that top four of the Padres order you to come in oh. and you're facing Bogarts, Machado, whoever I else. They
2: have. I would have given up. Like seriously, it
1: would have just been sloppy breaking balls
2: over the middle, crushed, I'm sure. Because yeah. my first <laughs> well, couple outings so always were terrible. You. Oh, man. And I would have just dropped the idea. I was just getting my work in. <laughs> I'm working on a different grip. I'm not, but yeah. I've done that before. I'm experimenting with a new pitch. You might have yeah. seen it out there. Just letting yeah. it
1: beat the rust off my hanging Just kind of let it run.
2: If you want to do it, have a good, whether it be a drinking game or whatever, when you're sitting at home during spring training, how many times does the dude say, just getting my work in who just nice. got crushed okay. in spring okay. training? Okay. I'll be listening to All right, that. so that's number three. Number two. Is that moment when you know that your like window of cuts roll around, right? Like that, knowing that this is my day where they're going to make those final cuts, and I'm going to be one of these dudes. If you can get through that, you lose sleep over that. Let me tell you. And number one is obviously. Finding out you make made the team, I will say there's there's a there's an honorable mention here for number one. Nice, the last nice. outing to make sure everything is good. You cannot do, drop the I'll get my work in and get <laughs> given up a six spot on that last outing. You better deal. Because you wanna roll into in, you wanna get on that plane, go into the month of April feeling pretty good about yourself. But when you find out you make the team, you know that's the date, they're gonna kinda tell you you're gonna make the team. So they're my they're my five.
1: Oh, my like five it. S- so
3: clean and concise. I love it. I oh yeah. Come in <laughs> my lose sleep moments now. of
1: spring training. Yeah. Okay. There so I, that yeah, that's got to be a good feeling. I mean, is that that first plane ride too? Like with the team after you made it. Well, it depends. Man. It, there, it huh?
2: depends on on that last outing. Yeah. I, as a pitcher, some guys are like I don't care. I can give it give up. You know, some dudes just gave it up all spring and then they go out and they just flick a switch. No, no. no I needed. I was a little insecure, man. <laughs> I needed the last couple outings to be rock solid to, to feel good about that first game.
1: Yeah, oh, this was so. a lot of fun. This is a blast. I know we uh, we tease. We joke. <laughs> we rip on pickleball and coffee, but uh, a lot of fun. Great time this Sing morning. that uh, Venmo request for the coffee Yeah, oh, thank you. Don't oh, get out of here mine. with that. Whoops. Thank you, guys. And thanks <laughs> to Justin, who's on No Sleep and on yeah. 10 Different Time yeah, Zones. Back. And Mora. thank you. You've been here all week. They are now going down to spring training, like right now. So this yes. show, Brock and Salk, will be live at spring training all next week, Monday through Friday. We'll be doing whatever we do. I don't know. You'll be It'll be Baristaying in your in your side time. Sure, the fun. I'll be practicing pickleball. That's what we do. But no, a lot of fun. Uh Mariner Spring Training opener coming up at noon. Bump and Stacy before that. And from 10 to 12, they are coming up next. Thanks for listening. Here on Seattle Sports Station on 710 and the Seattle Sports app.
0: This is a chopper!